0: Hello! Hi. Hi. Hey, party people. (laughs) Love it. Here we are. It's our second podcast. Yes, number two. two. It is going to be interesting this time. We're talking about Crying in H-March by Michelle Zauner. Zauner? That seems right. Zauner. That seems right. Um... This book, I was like, I feel like it's one of those books that I saw, like I I see people talking about and I I stalked, I online, I cyber stalked a friend of mine who I also read books with. Uh, I stalked her Goodreads account and she, I was like, I like to cruise through and see like what people rate five stars. Mm -hmm, And this was one of the ones she rated five stars. And so I was like, oh, I'll try it.
1: Just for reference, um, what is another book that she has rated five stars?
0: That we would both know. A Visit from the Goon Squad. Got it. <laughs> which I didn't love. Right, I didn't love. It, it was good, but I would not have given it five. So I think we've got a couple data points now. Love it. Here. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, on so so, uh, the book is a memoir about a Korean American woman, and sort of her centers around her relationship with her mom and food. Um, and I uh, I don't know on um, my I, I I think that's if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably read the book. You don't need me to tell you what the book is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that's it and I um, I enjoyed it so I guess but are we doing initial thoughts? sure my initial yeah. thoughts are yeah. I bought the book and started reading the book and I think I was about 20 pages in and was like I can't I'm not going to be able to get through this too many foods I don't know. Not really identifying too much with where we're headed. It was only twenty page. Generally, I have a fifty page uh, grace period, and I think I maybe texted you at that point, and was like, "How you doing?" And were you? I made it to much? page twenty nine. Yeah. Oh, I was twenty one. I think I was on twenty one. <laughs> at that same time and you if I recall were like let's bag it
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent a
0: hundred percent yeah let's bag it and I was like yeah we should we should just let's fail yeah. um and then I can't remember why but I was like come on like five stars so I texted my friend and I was like, dude, uh, g- give me some like sh- should I keep going? Like what's what's the story here? Is it going to get better? And she was like, "Oh, I listened to the audiobook." And I was like, oh, "Okay." So I don't know if I'm unique, but I have like 18,000 audio Audible credits. <laughs> that I need to use so I downloaded the audiobook, and much better.
1: So oh, much better. Like, immediately better.
0: So much better immediately. Yes. And I think... And I... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That. Just
1: to say real quick, I think part of it is, it's very... Um, there's not a lot of dialogue in the book. So I think when you're reading it, mm-hmm. it's like... I felt like it was just, like, wall of text. You know? Yeah. And... I, th- I find when there are difficult, when there are words that are not in the English language based, mm-hmm. um, I have a really, I stumble reading, the, visually yeah. reading those. So to hear somebody say them was a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not yeah. So I didn't really, I think from the time I started the audiobook, I had no problem. Like, I, I never really kind of got into a lull. I was, like, kind of trucking right along. In fact, there was one evening where I was, like, I wanted to actually read. And so I was like, oh, I'll just pick up the book, you know, where I left off. And I read, like, a page. I was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, so, I think I gave it Four stars. And frankly, I like whole. I like whole numbers on my ratings, but really, it's probably closer to like a three and a half for me.
1: Yeah, it was a three and a quarter for me.
0: Mm. Okay. You do quarters. I do.
1: <laughs> I do. I do quarters.
0: <laughs> I like to be
1: precise with
0: my yes. ratings. Yeah. Um, but I, so yeah, I think yeah. What what
1: were your initial thoughts? Um, initially, well, yeah, obviously the same thing. Like, I I found I had a really hard time getting into it. Um, was not really that interested. I mean, look, we know what happens. I think she tells you that kind of initially, you know, that it's a book about, you know, her mom dying. And,
0: uh,
1: you know, um... So you're the cat's out of the bag, you know. You know. You know what happens. <laughs> Spoiler right, alert. Right. Right. Um, and initially, I just didn't. Uh, I don't. I just didn't connect with it. And then when I started listening to the audiobook, it did get a lot better. I also think that the audiobook part, co- starting the audiobook, coincided with kind of moving on past the initial food mm. talk. I feel like that was huge in the very beginning and I I think we talked about like you know I don't want to read this is not that there are books I will read about food but this is not the type of book I want to read that's about food you know um and there was a there was a scene uh where they were in Korea and there was a an octopus um scene that really turned me off (laughs)
0: He means a vegetarian. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: And Spot, footnote, footnote. Footnote,
1: yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, that freaked me out. I was like, how many more of these kind of uh, scenes are there going to be? But luckily, I don't think there were any more like that, frankly. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I I liked it. I liked the audiobook a lot. I thought she, and it was funny because I thought I I knew that she was the narrator, but I guess I forgot it, listening to it. And at some point, I was like, wow, the narrator is, like, very, like, deadpan. And I really enjoyed that delivery, actually, of it. And I think you were like, "Uh, yeah, it's narrated by by the author. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think probably she did that. You're like, I think she must speak Korean. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because she can be good with these Korean words. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yep, it's the it's the it's the author. <laughs> yeah. Um but I think that added to it because and I, I pictured her being so deadpan because like I'm sure it's hard to read that. Imagine. You know, so you, you probably have to kind of like go the total opposite way to be able to get through it. Um But yeah. It was interesting because it was about you know, a lot of, I feel like, books about death are more about kind of, like, missing the person afterwards or, like, the last date. And this was, too, but it was also more about, I think, her feeling more connected to her mom um, maybe after she passed in some ways I don't know. I just thought it was kind of an interesting perspective um, in this kind of like genre of of memoir. If, yeah. that makes sense. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's right. And I think for me, it was like less about. I mean, the title makes it one would assume that it is like a story about grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to some degree it felt like it was, but for me it was more about the story of it's kind of the story of her relationship with her mom and like how it had evolved, you know, throughout her life, uh, and continued after her mom's death, which you know sort of speaks to what you're just saying. And I think, I mean, I, I don't. I think it's and that to me was very relatable so like I have had kimchi you know like I've had you know some Korean food but uh, I've identified with that part more because I think you know relationships with our parents are challenging they do go through these cycles and I think um, I really enjoyed kind of hearing her talk about as she, you know, when her mom, I, it, it was it was sort of like uh, a, a reflection, I'm assuming, of like cultural uh, norms of like, you know, she's like wanting to be a rock star and is like out kind of doing her thing and her mom gets sick and like she does like drop everything and like goes and, and talks a lot about like wanting to, it's almost like reparations you know, which I wasn't a troubled teen. I didn't go through sort of a real rebellious phase, but, like, I just thought it was really earnest and heartfelt, her, like, kind of coming around to this idea that it was her duty and role, and she wanted to, like, be there for her mom in a way that she had not been and that her mom had been for her so I thought that was a really sweet part of the story to me
1: yeah I agree what did you think about okay I mean what did you think about her mom as a as a character like did you like her mom I mean I understand it's hard to talk about some you know the whole point but I mean, you, did you get the feeling that, I mean, there were things that, and I I loved that she mentioned these, there there were things that her mom did for her, like, buying shoes for her to, like, send to her when she was in college, and her mom would, like, wear them around the house to break them in for, like, two days. it's
0: the the breaking in of the shoes. I was like, what? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I really... Yeah. I think it was really interesting that she told, like, kind of about, she described her mother's love by kind of, like, acts of service, you know, that her, mm-hmm. the, her,
0: the, mm-hmm. of, totally. of her mom,
1: which I thought was an interesting way to talk about someone, rather than just like, oh, she, you know, she really loved me, and it was like, no, this is, like, the things that she did for me. Very specific. You know, mm-hmm. Um, which was really interesting. I would, I, I finished the book wanting to know more about her mom and dad's relationship
0: <laughs> oh because that was a whole yeah. that could be a whole other book yeah I
1: feel. yeah um and I actually wikipedia'd Michelle
0: um
1: mm. yeah. after I read the book because I kind of wanted to like see a different picture of her and I was actually kind of interested to see what her husband looked like oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. in reading her wikipedia it says but you kind of get that feeling I guess from the end of the book But I don't think she addresses it in the book maybe I missed it but she says that she's says that she's estranged from her father now.
0: Mm hmm. I mean, not shocking. Yeah.
1: No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> but
0: which is really sad to me. It's very sad. You know? uh, uh, yeah. I also like this the notion that the her mother was sort of the glue that held the two of them together in this like hail mary trip post funeral to try to like right you know keep keep the relationship going was so so sad to me that whole yeah storyline so sad to me and that like that the fight that they have and just terrible things that her dad said to her like oh god i don't yeah yeah brutal brutal and yeah so i i mean it's hard i always talk about character development but like, I think that I don't have a great sense of her mom as a character, in a way. I agree. I agree. Um, so when you ask me like, how would I think of her mom? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a hard one to wrap my mind around, uh, a little bit. But because I think again, there's a cultural element at play here too. I think in like how we show love and. Uh, I mean everybody's different right I'm not making generalization about a culture but I think that there are cultural norms and like how people parent and you know just this it was really because you said just exactly what you said she was never like oh she really did a lot for me oh she really like that's how I would describe a relationship with somebody but not like she would like break in my boots for me before so I wouldn't get blisters like whoa like okay So it says something about her, but also doesn't. It's like an example, but it doesn't really paint the... It doesn't give you the full picture, so...
1: Right, it gives you kind of the identity of her as a mom, instead of the identity of her as a
0: person. As a standalone person. Yeah,
1: Yeah. which I mean, I understand. Like, it's it's Michelle's book, not her mom's, but... Her sure. mom is such a huge character, I mean, is the main character, almost the main character, I guess, not technically, but, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of just interesting, because I, I also feel the same way. I don't think that, you know, she definitely wasn't perfect, and, you know, I mean, nobody is, but, um and had her kind of qualms, you know, but, um I don't know, yeah, I just felt like... I wanted to know more about her in a strange way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I did have a moment of where I I really identified with her mom when she was talking about these trips to Korea that they used to take when she was younger. um, And that when they would go to Korea together, this, like... She could sleep with she could sleep next to her mom and didn't have to have an excuse, and they stayed up late and she sort of was a kid again and she was goofy. and as a parent, I I don't know, I really identified with that because like traveling with a kid, uh, it, you know, it can be very freeing. It gets you out of this like day-to-day routine and expectation. and I, I thought that showed. You know Michelle talking about how her mom was different in those on those trips showed I think more of her character than I think we got in a lot of the other pieces of the book and and I as a parent do that I'm like oh we're on vacation let's like let's get room service and let's stay up late and like yeah so like you know so like I I was like oh like I just really identified with that like oh those that's just a sweet sweet memory, you know, and, like, nice that she got to experience her mom that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'd forgotten about that, but, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. I really enjoyed the parts of the book when she was in Korea, whether it was, like, when she was a kid or as an adult. Um, I really did. I really liked those. Those were probably my favorite parts of the book, honestly. Uh, yeah. And I also think I think, listening to the audiobook helped <laughs> with that with the names and yeah the, and, totally. and places and and um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything yeah
0: yeah because even when I picked up the book and like this is part of why when I picked up the book midway after I listened to the audiobook for a while and started reading and I came across names I'm like trying <laughs> to connect the word I'm seeing right. with like what it sounded like what she's like who is that yeah, and then like seeing it spelled out and not hearing it was like, wait a minute, this is not spelled the way I would imagine it to be spelled, and so it was very difficult to like just pick it up for that yeah. reason. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know, I, I thought it was very sad, like very sad you know, the moment of passing and, like, her last words were pain, you know, was, it was just very, like, heart-wrenching, really, um, you know, you know it's coming, you know, but it's still, it's always, that moment's always, I think, pretty tough. She did a good job of explaining, it's funny because, so, she, that they were in Eugene, Oregon. I'm in Oregon. I mean, I've been to Eugene. and um, used to have a friend in Eugene that had a very rural house on a filbert orchard, which is hazelnuts for you non-filbert people.
1: <laughs> for you non-filbert or Oregon people?
0: Uh, yeah, right. Um, and this person I knew who had this property had like horses and she had kangaroos and like, <laughs> and filberts <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and the way she described like the house and, you know, the, the kind of natural area around the house, you know, I had a, just a very vivid, I don't know if it's because I have that memory, but like had a very vivid picture of that of their house and like the surrounding area in a way that I didn't in like other parts of the book so that was like a night it was like I think it was just like another kind of personal connection for me also I have listened to Japanese Breakfast her band Michelle's band is called Japanese Breakfast I think she says that in the book and um I think I looked back after reading, because I was curious, like, I definitely have heard of, I mean, I heard of them before I, this book, I knew about this book, and when they, like, when she put out her first album, and, like, in relation to, like, when this book came out, and when her mother died, um, and it was, like, kind of all happening at once. Like, well, the book came out later, later, but... Um, her mom died, and it was, like, really, like, same year, I think, that the album was released, and she talks about it very really briefly. Um, but there were these, like, threads of, like, oh, I know that, or oh, I've been there, or, you know, that was kind of, uh, kind of made it a little yeah, that's bit cool. more rele- yeah. relevant, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I... And, and... Yeah. Oh, sorry, do you have an H-mark? where you are no because we have, have H-marts here uh, and I've taken my kid to H-mart I've been to H-mart and we go get snacks we go we go get visit the snack aisle which is a fun adventure um so uh that's another that was another piece like I've been have never cried in an H-mart still time there's still time yeah <laughs>
1: Plenty
0: of time.
1: <laughs> Plenty of time. Sorry, so, I cut um, you off. Were you going to say? Oh, yes? I was just going to say I, it's funny because I also, I mean, I, I have been to Eugene twice and both times yeah, since the Eugene. The Eugene Marathon. And so I also had pictured, because, you know, I've ran 26 miles around there, um, also yeah. had pictured. Uh, their property, but mm. I—it I, was a picture on the uh, of, on the route, you know, which I know was not anywhere near. Yeah. Frankly, it's, I think they lived further, a little bit further out. But anyway, so I also had a pretty vivid picture um, in my mind of yeah, what I thought that's it. Cool.
0: I'd forgotten you did that, yeah,
1: which was cool. Uh, beautiful, yeah. Uh, town. I said when I went, I was like,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: told my mom the first time we went, I was like. If I had ever been here in my entire life, I would have 100% been dying to go to University of Oregon. Because it is just
0: Mm. beautiful beautiful
1: there. Probably like the most beautiful college campus I've ever seen. Not that I've seen a ton, but... The green. Just like so lush and beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so green here, yeah. Um... Yeah, so I feel like it's nice to have those, like, little connections. I think probably every book has them, these little things that you identify with and connect with. Um, But I don't, for, like, something on the surface, it's like, I don't know what it's like to be uh, kind of, I don't even know what the word is, like, half half Korean, half American, like, fitting in. She she talks a little bit about that. Um, And not, this notion of, like, not feeling like you belong in either place and, like, trying to prove your Americanness, and then trying to prove your Koreanness. Right. You know, I can't, I can't identify with that, really. And so, like, on the surface, it's like, oh, how could I relate to this book? But there are these little um, pieces that I thought she did a nice job of kind of weaving in. Because memoirs are, like, hit or miss for me, oh, really. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh, me too. Um, but I thought I, you know, I enjoyed this one, and I would recommend it to people, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I would recommend it. I think I'd recommend it to certain people for certain to certain people. Yeah, right. types of books, you know. Um mm-hmm. But so one of the biggest parts in the in the book was kind of like you know, after her mom passed, she really wanted to kind of reconnect with her mom and she would do that through food and and co- and she learned how to mm-hmm. cook and she tried to like you know, recreate a lot of the Korean things that her mom made her, um, which, of course, made me think of, like, oh, well, what, you know, what kind of food connections do I feel like I have? Um, So what what about you? What kind of food connections do you think, you know, that, that come to mind for you like that, that, like, make you feel a sense of, like, your family, you know?
0: Yeah. It's funny because I feel like my family's like a little bit non-traditional and that my dad did more of the cooking than my mom. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. My mom did a lot of the cooking, but
1: not the memorable he did stuff. As much,
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he did as much. And then when my parents divorced, he, you know, I was mostly with him, and so I do remember him cooking a lot. Um, and I grew up in the South, so it, you know, it's things like my dad's chicken and dumplings like even now as an adult when I go home he always makes a huge pot of chicken and dumplings so like it's the smell it's the leftovers it's the like you know the process it's the texture it's like you know it's all that um so that's the first one that comes to mind for me uh pancakes I remember your dads pancakes. we have our kind of yeah he's yeah, and he had he had this he always had this like special syrup that he used, and nobody else liked, you know <laughs> it was like straight it was almost like cane syrup, like it was almost like molasses, very dark, rich flavor um. Yeah. What else? I think those are those are like the two main banana pudding. He always made a banana pudding. Um, and then our holiday, you know, we made candy around the holidays. I mean, there's probably more, but like those are kind of the main ones that I think about. And I have ones for you. Yeah. Because I used to go to your house every day after school. Yeah. yeah. So, That's like excellent. your mom would make grandma cookies. Yep. They were they were were they your grandma's cookies? Like, no. Why did you call them grandma cookies?
1: Um they were called grandma cookies because my brothers were in boy scouts and someone's someone else's grandmother would make them and they oh. called them grandma <laughs> cookies. And so, they're basically just like no-bake chocolate oatmeal cookies that everybody Yeah. Um but my mom made them and never used the recipe and just like... So they came out different every single time.
0: I remember. Yeah. Those, like, I remember, I remember eating them. It was so good. They're so, I haven't had, probably haven't had them since...
1: Yeah. I make them occasionally. But I, f- I have to follow the recipe, sadly.
0: Maybe that wasn't... Would that have been on your list if I hadn't said it? Yes. Yes. That would have been on okay. my list. Was, um,
1: but I yeah, honestly... I don't... Ha- I mean, I'm sure I do and I'm sure at some point I'll think of more of them. But I don't really have a lot from my mom necessarily. I mean I have that and I have like mm. you know, she would make pancakes also, but she would cook up sausage first and then put the sausage in the pancakes and make sausage pan- pancakes. And that sounds good. You know, that's definitely
0: why have I never um, tried that?
1: But I actually have some from my grandparents. Um mm. That I think about and that, you know, I, but they're kinds of things that like, I will never have like potatoes that tasted like my grandma's yeah. potatoes, but I can still very like distinctly remember them. And then my other grandmother, like her biscuits, like I've never had biscuits like her biscuits, you know, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my, um, my mom's mom also used to make these things called tea cakes. She called them tea cakes. I don't I don't know what how to describe them they're almost like a biscuit like not scone like really but anyway I've never had them since she's the only my mom never made them my, aunt, my grandma did but that was it and I've tried to like find recipes for them I didn't it was weird because I didn't like love them but they just like yeah. so I so associate In them memory. with my grandma yeah that I would like to have them now, or at least a recipe to, like, yeah. work from. But anyway, so I feel like I have more from my grandparents than I do, actually, from from my mom. Um,
0: but, you know, same thing. Because I didn't really think about my grandparents, but, like, my my grandma, my mom's mom, there were a couple things she made that I completely forgot about. So she always made um, pineapple drop cookies. mm mm-hmm delicious so much shortening happened (laughs) like whoa yeah um but the best this might even be I can't believe I didn't think of this but like top food memory associated with family would probably be she used to make we called it mush
1: sounds great and it's
0: basically (laughs) And, you know, we, she grew up like, uh, you know, we're, you know, Native American and she, we were very, she was very poor and she got a huge bag of cornmeal in her, in, we called them Indian groceries at the time Mm and probably shouldn't say that anymore, but like, that's what we used to call them in the Indian groceries she got every week. And so she would, it's basically like a soft polenta, I mean, for us, uh, those of us who are kind of bougie, (laughs) but (laughs) we, like, she she would mix the cornmeal with water and salt and, like, spread it out in a skillet with butter and, like, just fry it up until it was, like, really crispy. And, like, man, my brother and I used to plow through, like, so much of it. And even now, God, it's so good. I don't know. There's something about it. It's not, it's not fancy. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, mush, fried mush.
1: It's so weird that you called it mush, even though she would fry it to get crispy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's weird to me. So it's funny because one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Annie. Mm -hmm. Little Orphan Annie. Mm Mm-hmm. And Miss Hannigan used to say, you're going to get cold mush for dinner, whatever she says. Right. And I was like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound bad. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, why Why are food memories so distinct? It's Is it because it's, like, taste and smell?
1: I think so. And Probably. visual. Did they say and-
0: smell is... Smell is like the strongest associated with memory. Did I make that no, up? No, I feel or like I've heard, heard that? that. I've heard that. Yeah.
1: And I also feel like so, that they say that women have a, have a stronger sense of smell
0: uh, than men do. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. My mom, listening, if she listened, ever listens to this podcast, might be disappointed that I didn't mention anything that she mentioned. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. There were things she made, but I really I remember like you know we ate we grew up eating like spam and macaroni and cheese like.
1: It was yeah. the eighties and nineties,
0: of course. Yeah. It was yeah, and hamburger helper. Oh yeah, hamburger <laughs> helper for sure. For so sure. when I'm listening to her, like you know Michelle's talking about these dishes, like she describes some of them, like I threw in you know the tofu and the. Green on you, like I'm like, oh god, that sounds so good. And I was actually really hoping there were recipes in the back.
1: I was too. I was too.
0: I was surprised there weren't, and there weren't. And I was very. Disappointed. I was surprised by that. I thought it was really sweet that she. So a couple things, the aunt. Ugh. Oh, oh, the aunt K. Okay. What did her mom say to her?
1: That made her leave.
0: That made her leave. I don't know. I am so curious. We'll never know. (laughs) Unless, unless Kay writes a book. (laughs) Right. Uh, But I did think it was really sweet that, you know, I feel like a lot of people after the past, like it was how she dealt with her grief, right? Is like trying to recreate these dishes. And I feel like a lot of people, it would be sad to do that. Because like, I, I picture myself in that situation trying to piece together a recipe of something my mom used to make, and it's not quite right. And I feel like I would be so sad that I did not take an opportunity when she was alive to learn how to make things. And I I might just have, like, not done it. I might have just been like, well... I missed that opportunity and, like, not, but but it sort of seemed like a way she was sort of processing her grief, right? And that she found this YouTube lady, the YouTube lady. Yeah. I wanted her to, like, meet the YouTube yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah. What was it, Mangshi, Mangshi, or I don't remember what yeah, her name was, you know. but, like, I wanted her to, like, write her a letter and be like, you've helped me connect with my mom's memory, you know? Right. Like, I really wanted some sort of a friendship <laughs> to blossom. She wasn't the, she wasn't the acknowledgements. Don't know if you know. Oh, that. I didn't. Was, I didn't read the yeah, acknowledgments. The I don't think. Yeah. So, but I I did think that was like a sweet.
1: Part One of, the story. of my favorite things in the book was the kimchi refrigerator.
0: Oh, the kimchi
1: refrigerator! And, yes. You know, her dad sells the house afterwards. There's a few things you know that they don't sell that she wants or whatever. She doesn't have room for it, so she stashes it in her in-laws i don't know it was like his grandparents Basement? or something anyway or anyway something?
0: Or, yeah and then she yeah. finally
1: goes down and and opens it forgets it's there opens it and there's a box in there and she's like oh my god it can't be food right and there's fo- there's photos in there Photos. The photos. which in my mind i'm like did her mom purposely mm, you know she must have done I that, do that purposely. it's another thing another gift Right mom. and right. not to say that her mom was a saint by any means because she but she was she no. definitely did yes thought it had about a complicated relationship yeah you know her daughter and I thought that was yeah. so sweet
0: it was yeah I loved that yeah I had forgotten about that yeah I I enjoyed that part of the story as well Peter Peter I thought. Peter was an unnecessary character. (sighs) I I mean, I know he's a real person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got I Also, I think she, I think in some ways, I think she felt like she, I don't know. I just feel like she felt like she had to include him because she's married to him and loves him and Mm -hmm. wanted him to
0: have a piece of her story. Basically. You know? forced him to marry her she
1: did yep she did <laughs> pretty much she did um yeah and yeah i agree and like the stuff about like them meeting and uh, it was kind of like i don't know whatever yeah
0: i mean whatever i could yeah sorry michelle sorry peter but. <laughs> sorry
1: peter i'm sure you're a, great guy. That's like a great, great guy and the fact that he like went he does to the, actually he went went yeah. to the spa and naked with her Stand dad. Stand up guy,
0: like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, it, you know, it's like easy. To, it's like somebody's actual life, so I, I needs mean, <laughs> to be like, I could have done without that guy.
1: <laughs> it did feel like she was almost like laying it on kind of thick about how great.
0: In a little, bit. I don't think
1: she said one yeah. bad thing about Peter. Which, you know.
0: Right. right but maybe he's maybe
1: he's really great yeah i'm sure i'm sure but mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. maybe it was you yeah. know maybe part of it was now that i now that we're talking about it maybe part of it was to like the juxtaposition between her married life versus her parents married
0: life oh and her mom's yeah you know so her dad was cheating yeah her. and the fact that she knew that right her dad was cheating and like never oh my god
1: But when you think about it, like, you're over here, you have a child over here, like, what are you going to do,
0: you know? Right. Yeah, back then, especially. Yeah. Like, you know, we we got video chat now, so. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right, right, right.
0: I don't know. I, it, what, it, like, I I just, like, the, the dad relationship, it's, it's sad to hear that she's estranged, but, like. Yeah, Something for sure. Be overcome. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stands out in my memory.
1: Was there anything that she talked about? Any of the dishes that she described where you were like, oh my gosh, I want to try that?
0: Yeah, there was a soup. Um, I think it was the first soup she made with the YouTube lady was like a tofu um, shrimp. No, no, it was the one with shrimp. I have to, I should look back. I should look back in the book? There was, there was one that she was like describing and I was like waiting for an ingredient that I would be like, ah, and like it didn't come. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> and I have actually been meaning to go flip back through the book to see if I could find the name of it because it did sound delicious it's like a coconut milk
1: you know it would have been interesting if she had done some kind of like if if not recipes then some kind of like index of like
0: glossary yeah
1: of like the food you know
0: yeah i don't know
1: maybe that's me being
0: Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i mean it's i think in any of these food centric but I mean, not that it's food. It's food is such an important element of the story that I feel like it is nice to have some kind of nod, right, to that, right? You know,
1: I think I was telling you that I read uh, Ruth Reichel's "Save Me the Plums," and mm. it was like a food memoir, and she had recipes. Um, mm. and it it was funny cuz i listened to the audiobook and so the recipe would be like she would just read through the recipe uh, oh. which was kind of interesting but anyway yeah yeah so
0: yeah i'm going to i am glad you asked me that cuz i am going to flip back through and see what see what it was i don't you can tell i'm an inexperienced book podcaster cuz i do not have the book with me right now it's in the other room
1: <laughs> well you did just quit work for the day so you know yes I did a quick thing. So.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, well, I was oh, wondering God. if I would have enough to talk for 20 minutes, but we've been talking for 40 minutes. I feel minutes.
0: Like you and I can talk about pretty <laughs> <true>. much anything <laughs> for 40 minutes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. So. Cool. Well, we should decide on our next one. We should.
1: Uh, and are we gonna do Night Road? Because we're both reading Chris and Hannah's I Night Road. Do,
0: I would do Night Road. I'm plowing through it, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's really good. She writes. Uh, uh, she's amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd be up for okay, that. Okay, cool. Hopefully, everybody else is up for that. Not necessarily a new book, but yeah, you know, nonetheless. Cool. All right. well thanks for yes, listening yes thank you and uh until next time keep reading <laughs> okay bye